My name is Annette Nilsson and I live in Jönköping. I'm married and have two daughters, four grandchildren. When I not work, I love to spend time with my family, friends, do my garden at the West Coast house, walk and skiing in the mountain and exercise with my training group. I work as a development strategist in region Jönköping with my major focus on how can we create a system where we together meet the need for future healthcare. In my work in region Jönköping, I also worked for many years with quality improvement at Kulturum and in international context and also been a fellow at IHI back in my history. Part of my time, I now also work at the national level at Swedish Association of Local Authorities, SALA, as a project manager for an initiative from the government, a big scale program for co-production named Patient Contract, an agreement between patients and healthcare with purpose to support participation, access, continuity, cooperation and coordination. I'm also part of the leading program for the shift to more people-centered integrated healthcare, and that is also an initiative from the government with a program coordinated from SALA named Lisbeth Löpare Johansson. And within this shift is patient contract the way we work practice to work more person-centered and with co-production. Thank you, Annette. Really lovely to have you on the podcast. Welcome. You're running a session at the event next spring on integrated care, learning from the Swedish experience. So I wanted to start off just by giving you a chance to give us a definition, please. What does integrated care mean to you? Thank you. Yes, for me, it starts with the inhabitants perspective. And in Jönköping, we use the personas Esther. So what matters to Esther and her family and and friends. And from that perspective, when I introduced myself, I talked about what matters to me with being with my family, friends, skiing, walking, being in the mountain garden and so on. So for me, this is about how can we support people to live best life ever with big respect for different possibilities so they can use their lifetime doing what matters to them, even if they live with chronic diseases. Uh, so not their lifetime will be focused in all healthcare contacts, visits and so on. And that starts with to be a word early, how to take responsibility for your health and live a healthy life. It starts with the little newborn baby to have a family who have this knowledge so the children got the best start for life in coming days, the prevention health perspective. And when we are sick, we need to feel trust that we will get support from our needs when we need it and in the way it best support me, close to me, from the point of view, my lived reality, and together with me, a co-produced support, of course, from my needs and possibilities. And how we come back to the patient contract, an agreement between the patients and the caregivers, where it's clear what I can do for myself and with my social network, and what will caregivers do, a shared responsibility, and how will I have easy way to contact my healthcare system where primary care is the base, where I build my strong partnership and they cooperate with other caregivers, specialist care, competence on demand and social healthcare school and others, all who are involved in my support 
And if I need, I got support with coordination. And all this is done together in, in co-production with me, all the stakeholders, from the way of thinking, one person, one team, one system. And with this people-integrated, person-centered care, the role model for us is Alaska with the NUCA system. So we try to do our Alaska from our possibilities. In another words, from the healthcare perspective, I would say it is a shift from today healthcare system, who is highly built around diseases and buildings, to create a system who is designed for people and suit their everyday life. Coming back to the curiosity to what matters to you and going from we are doing for you to how can we support you from your needs and strengthen your own resources. This is important connected to equal healthcare where we need to use our resources in the best way to get a more equal healthcare. And that means someone needs more resources than others to live as good life as possible. So tell me a bit more about how you're applying the Alaskan model in Sweden. Tell us about the integrated health and care systems that are being developed. What do you think other countries can learn from the way that you're doing this implementation? In Sweden, uh, we are all region and communities working with this shift I described. And uh, it's from a government initiative and with coordination from SALA. And we work in networks so we share and learn from each other what works for whom and when. And I think for other countries to be part of that dialogue because it will give you a sense of different context in Sweden. It's not just the same in every place. It is what works for whom and when. And also in one region we can have uh, differences where we need to act in different way to, to find the best way. Uh, the why and the need is that we have no choice. The demographic situation show we be older and in coming years we will have more elderly people in, in relation to people who work and we see how the behavior has changed over time for us inhabitants where we are more interactive in different areas, the way we are shopping and doing our finances and how we do our traveling plans and so on. And the healthcare system, we have to learn more how to develop different services for the same need and work in co-production from the best knowledge and from the perspective we all belong to a wider system where we have school, communities, church, sports, social welfare, companies. It's a lot of factors who influences if we will be successful. And that is what I can see in when I have had the opportunity to be in Nuka system, where they work from the customer's perspective, the customer-owned system, and how they really see the holistic way and the whole system around the person, family, friends, communities, and give support and strengthen from that resources in this strong partnership. The aim is that healthcare where pay, the, it's a healthcare system where patients got what they need, when they need it, and in a way who suits their lived reality. A healthcare who is coming close to the lived life and is coordinated from a holistic perspective, from the patient's point of view, and in co-production 
who strengthen their own resources for best health and care. And all stakeholders work as one person, one team and one system. And this will also affect to create conditions for a more equal healthcare where we use the common resources in the best way. And as I said, some people need more if we all should have the same. And it starts with the inhabitants and their possibilities. And actually, we are doing really good in cases in people-centered integrated care in Sweden today. We can show you good results, good examples, but we still have a variation where we have to, to work on this to decrease uh, the variation we don't want to have and increase the variation we want to have who is connected to the person's individual need. So we need to bring this standardization and person-centeredness together. And it's not polarization. It is an and, standardization and person-centered. So we need to have more different service, service for the same need. So we can work in this platform when we meet the person who are in the patient role so we can together co-produce what suits you best from what matters to you and your needs. Let's take a specific example then and think through how this could work, because I'm very interested in the points you're making there about health equity as well as health equality. And, you know, integrated care is often cited as something that can help reduce health inequalities and health inequity. You have a a big migrant population um, in Sweden. Let's say I'm a young Syrian woman who's recently left Syria. I've come to Sweden to start a new life. My husband has recently died. I have two young children. I have lots of needs from the state. I might be experiencing trauma. I might have problems with loneliness. I might have mental illness issues. And the needs that I, I have then are housing and benefits and healthcare and education and, you know, multi. Um, what, what do you think an integrated health system can do for me? Yeah, in the vision, we have shared values. I, I believe a lot it starts with that in the way we look at each other and, and what we want to accomplish to support to be the best place to live at. So from that, that we have... Uh, shared values and common plans for how we interact from different stakeholders to support the Syrian woman and her children in the best way. And for example, if I take for Jönköping, we have family centers where different um, uh, competences work together. It's children, nurse, psychologists, school teachers, social workers, and so on. And they have also network. Uh, because integrated care is a lot about relationships. It's about this network working from the person's need and together with the person to see how can we be close to each other. So it not will be that the Syrian woman in this case will fall between our shares. And to, to really be connected so we can see, okay, here we have a Syrian woman. How can we support her? We see she had two children. She's alone. What about the, the, uh, the community where she lives? What about the church? And what about the neighborhood? And what about the, 
the context, the, what's going on there. And the, if we ask her, does she have someone she know or what does she believe in and what does she want to make to, to change? So we not take away the co-production part because we think she will not be able because she had so much needs. We need to really strengthen her and find her where she is. And then together with all our common resources, look at her and her children as one person we cooperate with together with her. With that, it comes back to concrete example, one person, one team, one system. So she will feel like we met her from that and gives what she needs from different. And there we have learned it's not enough with the healthcare system. Of course, primary care will be important for her mental illness here, and we will see how can we support that part. But then it's a lot about what about the children in school and what about how she gets integrated. We have health ambassadors we're working with, we have learned during the pandemic. We, they don't understand the language we use. They don't use the digital platforms we use. And to make it more equal, we need to go out there and find people who are ambassadors in their language and to really understand, for example, in the pandemic, why don't they come and take their vaccine? Or why don't they go to, to primary care before they get so ill so they go to, to the emergency exit? And I think it's the same way for this woman when she lived with this chronicle disease then that we need to see her and her needs from a holistic and a wider system perspective and all works together with the aim created together with her as always with these sorts of questions there's a top-down organizational systems solution and there's a bottom-up grassroots solution that need to happen at the same time. So we we meet in the middle. And I'm interested in your thoughts on the bottom up. So let's say I'm a primary care practitioner. Let's say I'm trying to ensure that I'm more integrated and connected within the community for this Syrian woman. What would you suggest I do to make sure that I'm giving the right care at the right place, but also referring her to the other organizations that she needs to support her other needs outside of the healthcare spectrum? So I, I uh, go into that question from my young shopping perspective. I, I stay here now. And um, what I have learned with all uh, humble for uh, my time working with quality improvement, but that is that when, we, when I started to work with this, we had a lot of good examples and small tests, and that is what we believe in in the microsystem because it's in the microsystem everything happened. It's in the case you described, it's there everything happened. But what I learned is we need a leading system, a macro support at the same time as you mentioned. And for us, it's been one way to, to work with this from the politicians and from the top manager to have strategies for the future healthcare. And then in that, it is also common plans with the 13 communities. And within these plans, it's all is to create the conditions for the microsystem. So it should be easy 
to pay attention to do the right thing for what's best for this Syrian woman now. So what what I hope and what we strive for is that we have an, an work now going on to have structured meeting places between community primary care and hospital care where they look at the for the for the area where they work together to see are there special needs for special person we need to look at together so they identify for example 10 people and look at this and have a common plan how to support that so for that primary care doctors i hope that they should have this syrian woman in these meeting places and see how can we now support her and and do the best for her and have contacts and have this common agreement when we come in this situation we have shared values and we have a a agreement that we will act in this way because what I also learn with all humble over time is if we not are clear with that we have agreement in this complexity we will act in so many ways because we don't know what what should we do but if we have agreement we know when the primary doctor call, for example, the health center, health center who is in the community and say, I have a person I would like to, to be integrated in your program for because she's lonely and she needs to, to meet others and she needs support for, for different ways. They have contact to the family centers they have. So it's a lot about make it easy to be connected and build relationships where we have strong agreement what to do. And then a macro system who supports. So it's easy for the micro system to do what they need to do. Because I believe fully in my heart that the professionals, they are the experts, the people, the doctor you say who meet the Syrian woman and the social workers and the people in the church or wherever, they are the people who know best, but they need to get the conditions so it's possible for them to act in the way they, they, they see is the best. So the Quality 2022 conference that's happening in Gothenburg is going to be the first face-to-face -face European quality forum for three years since the event in Glasgow in 2019. Um, I know how you're going to answer this, Annette, but do you think this kind of in-person collaboration is important? Yeah, I really, really believe in this. And I have had the opportunity over time and go for these different conferences, be part of the planning program. And, and I have learned so much in these meeting places. And what I've learned most is that I will always go here home with things who has happened in the between seminars. It's not only the seminars. It's easy to think. It's effective. We take the seminars and everyone can sit there they are and, and we just do it. But it is something in the interaction between people and where we meet. And we are humans. And most of us love to, to interact. And I think this, uh, the dialogue when you meet someone you didn't know you should meet and, and you could, see, could do new insights and so on. And uh, I think after this pandemic, we need to really rekindling and give each other inspiration and hope for the future and feeling 
we are not alone. We are together and we can support each other. And we will have joy and proneness when we do today's work and create for make it worth better for tomorrow. So yes, I, I think the, the personal conference and, and in Gothenburg, I'm, I'm, I've got the opportunity to be in the planning group and I will say it's a party you don't want to miss. So see you in Gothenburg. That, that is really my message in that question, Andrew. Obviously, we've had this huge international event with the COVID pandemic that's affected all of us across the world. Um, obviously, it's had a huge effect on people that are already struggling and already unequal in their health and in their social situations. It's it's affected them more. Um, what do you think the role is for quality improvement now as we move forward? I think we have learned even more during this pandemic the core of quality improvement. We need to act to make a change. We could not just be in meetings and talk about the pandemic and planning for what we, we should do. We had to act. And we learned how to share from our doing and we got common decision what is important and how will we act. We also have learned, I think, the that we are dependent of the wider system. When we will increase healthcare, it's not only healthcare, it's a lot about how we live our life and our choices in our daily life and co-production and using digital tools or know the normal way. So for quality improvement, I think it will influence our capability to more understand the importance of working with the whole system and act from one person, one team and one system and also to be in this uncertainty environment it is the new normal where we don't know and we have to act with small steps in an agile way where we need plans but the secret key is i believe to create condition in every system when the normal is to act in small steps share and learn find agreement how to work and go and do new, new tests and act and go and talk and have these small huddles, not planning meetings for, for uh, many hours. And what I also think is that we have learned things during the pandemic. If I take an example, it, we all learned that it will not be effectful if only 10% follow their restrictions or take their vaccine. We need to have bigger scale if we want to influence the whole system. And in this case, with the pandemic, it's the whole world in the same question at the same time in one system. And that is amazing. Uh, so I think we have learned uh, that also with equality improvement back in history, sometimes there's been a risk that we stop with this small test and we got one good example, but it's still islands. We need to, if we want to influence in these hard challenges we have, we have to learn from the pandemic for the further quality improvement, how we go for spread and strongly agreement where we act and act faster. And that is something I think we need to, to really know keep on doing from this learning you, you spoke earlier about vaccine mistrust and hesitancy and i wonder if you thought there was a role that quality improvement can play specifically in solving that 
problem. Yeah, actually, we did in Jön shopping with our. We could see uh, that we had people coming uh, who had not uh, understand the way we have chosen to give our information. So we learn how there is something there we need to think further about can we do a test around this so we started with these health ambassadors and they went out and they started in a small test to see and find people who could be ambassadors and that created and they go on and did new tests and for example the patient contract i mentioned we now have this translated in eight different languages uh, you know you can have an agreement with healthcare, what you can do, what healthcare would do. You should know where to go and, and so on. We could see this in safe COVID that we get people coming to the emergency exit too late. So from the hospital say, hi there, primary care, we need to do something together. We They come too late. So they started a safe COVID program where they worked more in prevention and did test and see how they could identify people who was in the risk, as, uh, risk uh, areas. And uh, we could see that influence it. So, so that was really quality improvement work. And I think the... The tradition we have in Region John Shopping, where we have worked with qualities of business strategy for so many, many years, that conditions supported us in this way to, to take this um, uh, test for natural and go uh, into test and try and, and act, because we believe we act into a new way instead of just talking for that. So what I also think is that we need to accept the uncertainty and act from that now and, and take responsibility. Everyone needs to take responsibility to, to be a part of living in this context and see the possibilities and, and do it in co-production. So what I will end up to, to say again uh, is that... Um, I believe really creating this culture with kindness, where it's easy to do the right thing and, and hard to do the wrong time. So let's come together and don't miss the party in, in Gothenburg where new possibilities, inspiration and hope will be created who give us the best support to meet the future possibilities and challenges with joy. So see you in Gothenburg and I'm really looking forward to share uh, both my and others' experiences but most of all to meet you and learn from your experiences and I'm curious what I don't know now and what I will know after this Gothenburg conference. Mm -hmm.